So, hello everyone. I pray that you all um, are having a wonderful morning this far. And um, we are about to get started. And I hope you all have your Bibles. Hope you have a pen, paper. I hope you are ready to receive this word today. This is a very um, important word. Um, so important that I didn't even intend for it to happen, but the Lord had me separate it into two parts, you know? So if you've been following the Bible study thus far, we have been, uh, studying, um, where to find Jesus, where to find the Holy Spirit in every book of the Bible. And here we are looking for where is Jesus? Where is the Holy Spirit in the book of Joshua? So the book of Joshua is a very important book. It's it, And I feel like it's an overlooked book, which is why the Lord um, says in, in, in his word, you have to study to show thyself approved. You know, if you're not studying the word of God, then how are you going to learn um, the the ways of God, the secrets of God, the depths of God? You're not you're not going to understand it. Like, yeah, everyone preaches about um, when they talk about Joshua, all they talk about is the walls of Jericho. That's all they talk about is the walls of Jericho. But you have to understand that Jesus revealed so much and the book of Joshua shows so much of Jesus that it's, it's impossible to do it all in one Bible study. So that's why it says the book of Joshua part two. Book of Joshua part one is uh, now on the podcast. So I'm going to pray. All right. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get us started. And as I pray, you know, um, you know, after I pray, we're just going to hop into this Bible study. Amen. So uh, let us pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, right now I come before you and I give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And right now, Lord, I pray that you would just have your way in this Bible study. That, Lord, that you allow me to decrease so that you may increase. Anoint my lips of clay that I may be an oracle of God. Let nothing I say be of earthly wisdom or be of everything of heaven in the spirit. I pray, Lord, that you will just have your way. Let um, these not be my words be your words. Allow me to decrease so that you may increase. Let these words be fire and your people would and let them be consumed by it. And I decree right now in the name of Jesus that the kingdom of God is here, that the kingdom of God is at hand. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will touch your people's hearts and minds to believe and receive the word that you have for them today. And that Lord, that that this word would just be used to help them grow in their intimacy and relationship with you. It's in Jesus' name I do pray by the presence of the Holy Spirit and my prayer partners in agreement said amen, amen, and amen. All right, so if you have your swords, I need you to go with me to Joshua chapter 10, okay? Joshua chapter 10. Now, Joshua chapter 10 is another big moment concerning um Joshua. It's not the walls of Jericho. In fact, this is probably my favorite story of Joshua. Okay. 
Because if you were here last week or if you listened last time, I talked about how God said that he was going to vindicate or that he would start backing um, Joshua like he did Moses. So he started to display um, some signs and miraculous power the same way he did with Moses. You know, so Moses, one of the big things everyone remembered with Moses was that he parted the Red Sea. Well, then what did Joshua do? Joshua parted the Jordan River. And, you know, um, it, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I didn't even think of this. Moses opened the earth and said, whoever's on the Lord's side, uh, stand um, over here. And those who did not, it, the Bible says, and the earth opened and all of them fell in and were basically consumed by the earth, you know. So basically imagine a giant, the earth basically opening underneath your feet and then just closing in on you. Okay. So then when he marches around the walls of Jericho and it says, and they released a shout unto the Lord and the walls came down. The Bible says that it came down flat. It doesn't say that it fell on top of them. It doesn't say, no, it, it, it was pushed into the ground and they stood over. So the earth literally opened up to swallow the walls of Jericho. Oh, I hope you are listening here. I hope you are receiving this. So here it is. You're seeing the walls of Jericho. Um, God is showing through Joshua. Okay, now I'm going to back you. Now I'm going to do these things. Now, why is this important for the believer? You have to understand this, that we have to understand that the scripture says in Jude, it says contend for the faith once given to the saints. That means... And Jude is right before Revelation. So Jude is saying, contend for the faith once given to the saints. So that means that there was a faith that was lost. Oh, I hope you're hearing this here. How come you don't hear in the New Testament, you don't hear anything about the earth swallowing up some people. You don't hear about anything about God coming down in a cloud and, 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 and doing signs and wonders in front of people. Yes, you hear about people getting healed. You hear about people being restored. Yes, that's true. But you don't, you, you don't hear or see the same manifestations of God that you saw with Moses or with Joshua or with or with the other saints of old. It is because there was a faith that was once given that was lost because there was not a continual teaching, a continual hunger, a continued um, desire for those things. And I'm going to show you this because this is key in the book of Joshua. Because what I feel like the Lord is showing, is trying to show you in the book of Joshua is that this is how my church got so religious. This is actually how my people lost the power that I actually gave them. And so we're, we're going to see this right here. So Joshua here in chapter 10 and here we are verse 9. Now you have to understand Joshua was prepped by Moses to be the next leader, to operate in the same realm. Now, and I went over this, like God is so prophetic that he said that the next leader, the next prophet or the next person who I'm going to bring up after you, his name, it's going to be Joshua, son of Nun. What is Jesus name? Um, what is his Hebrew name? 
Yeshua. Yeshua means what? Joshua. So God is saying, okay, I'm so prophetic in my nature that after you, Moses, there's going to be a, a young man named Joshua. There's going to be a young man named Joshua. He's going to be the next leader. And in fact, this thing is going to be so amazing that the next prophet that I'm actually talking about, who will be like unto you, will be my son and his name will be Yeshua or Joshua or Jesus. So it, is everyone with me so far? Let me get a thumbs up. Let me get something to, to, to just so that I know people are with me so far or are people still asleep? This morning, hopefully this will wake you up. So Joshua has been learning the ways of God. He's been learning um, from Moses. This is what you do. That's why God comes to Joshua and tells him, hey, you, my friend, guess what? I'm going to be with you the same way I was with Moses. Now, again, just because he had his power does not mean he had the same relationship that, that Moses had. Joshua still had work to do. Joshua still had to do some things. But these are some things that he learned just from having um, a relationship with God and seeing what happened with Moses. Look at this. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly. This is Joshua chapter 10 verse 9. Joshua therefore came up to them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. So it says that he is praying, he is seeking the face of the Lord all night. Are you hearing this here? So he is praying unto the morning, which is again a secret that I'm not, I don't have time to get into, but I'll show that later. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Huron and smote them to Azekah and unto Mecca. And it came to pass as they fled from before Israel and were in the going down to Beth Huron that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Azekah. And they died, they were more which died with hailstones, and they whom the children of Israel slew with a sword. Glory to God. So what is it that you have to understand about Joshua? The Bible says with Joshua, God says, I will be with you. Before there has to be a move of God, God has to speak. There has to be a sound. So look at this. This is what Joshua did. Joshua did not go prepping people. He did not say, all right, people, this is what we're going to do to battle. That wasn't his thing. The Bible says God fought for them and God fought with them. Glory to God. So here it is. You see that God is backing Joshua like he did with Moses. Let me, let me show you how. He's doing it by saying, I'm going to give you some of the same signs that I gave to Moses, but I'm going to give you something that is of the next level, something that's even greater. Glory to God. Because what happened was, you see, Joshua is battling, he's praying. God is then the one who sends the hailstones. All Joshua did was pray and seek the Lord. The Lord took care of the rest so that by the time that they even got into the battle, half the army was already done for. Oh, I hope you are receiving this. 
So here it is. If God is not a respecter of person and we have a greater covenant, then when God says that the Holy Spirit will be with you, when he says that I will be with you unto the end, then we have a greater covenant than that which was of old covenant. That's actually what this is. This is part of the old covenant, but we have a new covenant in Christ Jesus, which is even greater than the old. So how much greater is the old compared to the new? If the, if, if, if the old is great, then how much greater is the new? Oh, Holy Spirit, give them revelation. I know I lost some people. Holy Spirit, give them revelation. I hope you are receiving this. So here you see that then spake Joshua to the Lord. Oh, so now who, who is he speaking with? He's speaking with the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, son, stand thou still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jeshur? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. Glory to God. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. Oh my goodness, that gets me so excited. This is why that's my favorite moment with Joshua. Because Joshua performed a miracle that God said no man has done has been able to do this since. I hope you understand this. So what God is saying concerning that, look at this. He gave Joshua see before what you saw with Moses, you saw him have dominion over the creation. You saw him have dominion over the sea. You saw them have dominion over the earth. You saw him have dominion over those things, correct? Well, here it's a little different. In fact, this is even better. God's saying to Joshua, I am giving you what is in Psalm 8. Psalm 8 describes that that um, who is man that you crown him with glory and honor and that you give him the works of thy fingers. Now look at this. Everything God has created, man was made to have dominion over it. Glory to God. The sun, the moon, was that created by God? Yes. You are to have dominion over that thing. See, a lot of people say, well, God gave us dominion over time. No, he gave you dominion over the thing that has dominion over that thing. What do I mean by that? So here it is. The reason why, because a lot of people wonder, okay, why didn't Joshua command the earth to stand still? Because the earth did not have dominion over time. Sun and moon had the dominion over time. God said that and let there be, and he separated the light from the darkness. And he, and he created the sun and moon to have dominion over what the seasons and over the time so that when you look at the sun and moon you understand that there is dominion over time because of what the sun and the moon as long as the sun and moon keeps moving you will have what time
That's why the Lord says, and I will get rid of the sun. I will get rid of the moon and my, and the, and the only light that they will need is me, which means now you no longer entered the realm of time and space. You now entered into the realm of eternity. That's why there's no sun and moon in heaven. Y'all miss that. Holy Spirit, give them revelation. I know that was heavy. That's why there's no sun and moon in heaven, because he gave the sun and moon to dictate time. But he gave us dominion over that thing. So you see, Joshua commands the sun and moon to stand still. Why? Because he needed the day to be longer so that they could win and ultimately get the victory. Now, how is this relatable to Jesus? The Bible says in Matthew, oh, y'all don't believe me. Go to Matthew 22. Go to Matthew 22. Because I know they don't believe me. Matthew 22. You are about to see the wonder of Jesus. Do you want to see it? Come on now, let me see. Who wants to see it? Come on now, who's hungry for this? Who wants, who wants to see this? Come on now. Who wants to see this? Who's hungry for it? Glory to God. Matthew, I believe it's 22. 22. If I'm wrong, Lord, correct me. All right. Is everyone there? I think it is 22. Let me see. I'm going to come back to that in a second. But I want to make sure that I stay on topic here. Because I cannot afford to lose time. So I want you to understand this. The Bible says, according to the word of God, it says that Jesus... Shorten the days. Okay. It says Jesus shortened the days. Okay. So I want everyone to understand. I'm sorry. It was Matthew 24 verse 22. Forgive me. See, I knew it was 22, but I was wrong. 24 verse 22. I'm going to show it to you. 24 verse 22. Here it is. Now look at this. Verse 22, and except these days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or there believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Oh, glory to God. Let me stop you right here. So let me, let me show you how wonderful Jesus is. So you read in Joshua, and again, we're going to go back to Joshua. But look at here. It says that he what? Shortened the days. So what did Joshua do? Joshua extended the day. Jesus took it to the next level, and he shortened the the days. So he didn't just shorten. Um, he didn't just expand a day. Or
or even shorten the day. He's shortened the days, meaning years. Let me tell you why Jesus did that. Why it said Jesus did that. Because, let me tell you something. He's literally saying that the world is going to get so corrupted. The world is going to get so evil that if I don't shorten the days, not even my elect will make it. So Jesus had control over the sun and moon and he shortened the days so that you and I could have a chance to make it into heaven. He had to shorten the days so that for the elect's sake, isn't that what it says? It says for the elect's sake, he shortened the days because if he did not, the world, the enemy would have been, would have corrupted the world so much and would have deceived us so much that not even the elect could get in. You see that. So let me so let me explain this even more. I'm about to explain this even deeper. The Bible describes the prophets having dominion over the sun. That is why whenever you come in contact with a prophet or a true prophet, they're always at their best during what? During the day, during the sun. Oh, I hope you are you receiving this. That is why when you call a prophet during the day or whatever, the, the words of knowledge just flows through them easily. Why? Because they have a dominion over the sun. Now, no, this ain't no horoscope. There ain't nothing. No. In fact, let me tell you something. The problem with the church is that they deem everything as witchcraft. But if you really know the word of God, God said, I gave you dominion over the sun, the moon, the stars first to tell for the seasons of what I'm doing in the earth. The Bible describes the blood moon not as a sign of an omen, but as a sign of the coming back of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. I, I, I can't make this any plainer or make it any clearer. You do not have to rely on a horoscope to tell forth your day. You have dominion over the things. God gave you dominion over those things. So look at this. So a prophet has dominion over the sun. That is why when, when the Lord starts using a prophet, it's always during the day. So what you have to understand, this is also prophetic in nature. Holy Spirit, give them revelation because this is about to get deep up in here. So what you have to understand as well is that prophets are the ones who tell you the things during the day to get you through the day. That's why a prophetic word is given to get you through the day. That's why when you receive a prophetic word from a prophet, you feel charged up. You feel fired up. You feel ready for what? Your day. Because why? You have dominion over the sun. But what about during your bad times? What about during your dark times? See, this is why I tell people, this is why the Lord not only made me a prophet in terms of having dominion over the sun, he made me a dreamer of dreams so that I have dominion over the moon because the Lord said, if you have a dreamer of dreams, then he rules over what? The moon. So a dreamer of dreams is a prophet that rules over the night. 
Because when you have dreams, when you are in your darkness, see, this is why you need to be connected to someone who understands the word of God. This is why being connected to this ministry is so powerful. This is not an ordinary ministry because the Lord saying that because I have given you dominion over the sun as a prophet, but because I made you a dreamer of dreams, you have dominion over the moon, which means you dictate how long people stay in darkness. That's why I've been trying to tell people, like, please tell me your dreams. Tell me if you have a dream so that I can tell you what it is that the Lord is saying. Because why? The Lord is showing you what's going on in the darkness. Because why? He wants you out of that darkness. But it does, But you have to go to someone who has dominion over the thing that has dominion over that thing. If you have dominion over the moon, you need to talk to somebody who has dominion over the moon. That's why he gave, he's restoring the honor of dreamer of dreams. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He, Jesus said in the last days, he said your men will prophesy. Your old men will what? Dream dreams. They will dream dreams. Why? Because they will prophesy. They will rule the sun. They will dream dreams. They will rule the night. When you have a prophet that has dominion over the sun and moon, then guess what? God will get you out of the darkness much faster. <laughs> Let me share with you a testimony real quick. I share this with a sister of mine who... Um, you know, the Lord showed her something that the Lord had been slowly revealing to her for two years. Two years, God had been steadily giving her visions, giving her dreams. Two years. Two years. The Lord had been doing this. The Lord had me talk to her and she started telling me. She told me about a dream she had and she told me about... um you know, of a prayer request, but she told me about a dream. When I told her the meaning of the dream, then the Lord started operating through me. And I started telling her visions that the Lord started giving her. And I told her that the Lord has been showing you this for about two years now. The woman, the, my sister was completely blown away. She was like, what? She's like, how did you know that? I said, I only know what the Lord shows me. And the thing is, the Lord had been revealing this to her for two years. But she had no idea what it was, what it meant. Like she had guesses. Let me tell you something. And I'm going to tell you the truth. This is why God is so amazing. God had me reveal the entire two-year plan in one hour. Glory to God. Why? Because dominion over the sun and the moon shortened the time. Ah. Uh, who is getting this? Who is receiving this right now? God, a lot of times we always like, well, God, get me out of darkness. Get me out of here. No, what is God saying? God said, I gave you dominion over that thing. 
So listen to what I'm telling you so that you can get through it. That's why I tell you, and I've been trying to stress to you, do not belittle your dreams. If you have a dream, feel free to email me. I put the email down. Feel free to email because why? God is speaking to you through the dream, probably to get you out of that darkness. You've been in darkness. God is saying, I am actually giving you the plan to get out of the darkness. Let me go back to Joshua now because this is the thing that's so amazing. Look at this. Go back to Joshua chapter 10. So you see the display of dominion over the sun and moon. See, I wasn't even intending to go that route. God had me go that route for a reason. Look at this. Verse 13. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jeshare? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. Now pay attention. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. Continue. And Joshua returned and all Israel with him unto the camp to Gagal. But these five kings, which means the five kings who planned the destruction, they were part of the the, the strategy to destroy Israel. These five kingdoms decided to band together to come against one nation. Look at look at what they did. Look at it. And these five kings fled and hid themselves in a cave at Mecca. They went running, they hid in a cave. Because they were so afraid, they ran. But look at this. That's not even the best part. Look at this. 18. And Joshua said, "Roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave and set men by it for to keep them and stay ye not but pursue after your enemies and smite the hindmost of them suffer them not to enter into their cities for the Lord your God hath delivered them into your hand glory to God next and it came to pass when Joshua and the children of Israel had made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter till they were consumed that the rest which remained of them entered into fenced cities and all the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Mecca in peace none moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel which means God gave them gave the other people a beating so bad that everyone else said we ain't even going to talk bad about Israel we ain't even going to say anything bad about them are y'all hearing this here because I'm telling you, this is, the, this is the thing you have to understand. Is that God is raising up a generation to walk in this thing that Joshua had. They were victorious in every battle that they faced. No matter who it was, no matter how big they were, they ended up with the victory. Why? Because God fought for them and God fought with them. And if Jesus' name is Emmanuel... God with us. And he said that he is with us 
through the Holy Spirit that abides in us. And he says, and I will be in you and you are in me. Then how in the world are we walking defeated? How in the world do we look at our obstacles and we determine our obstacles as the end result of what is to come? But Jesus said, I gave you the victory. I paid it all. All you have to do is walk in it. I gave it to you. They're all handed over to you. It's been handed over to you. Your promise, your destiny, the enemy has been handed over to you. Now you go and take it in my name. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. But this is the problem. We're going to go all the way back at the end. Verse 24. Or chapter 24. Excuse me. Chapter 24. Ooh, I feel the anointing. I feel the presence of God. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. And it came to pass after these things that Joshua the son of Nun... This is verse 29, last book of this, last chapter, 24, verse 29. And it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in timnath Surah, which is in Mount Ephraim, on the north side of the hill of Gash. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. Look at this. And the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, buried they in Shechem in a parcel of ground, which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamor the father of Shechem for a hundred pieces of silver, and it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died, and they buried him in a hill that pertained to Phinehas, his son, which was given him in Mount Ephraim. Now look at this. This was the problem. This is the problem. Because if you read in here, it says, And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, all the days Joshua lived, and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua. So it said there were a few leaders who lived even over Joshua. Which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. Do you see that? Now we have to go back a little bit. Because the problem with that. Is that you have to understand. That. Who was the next leader after Joshua? Who was the next leader after that? Who was the next leader after that? The problem was, when, when you get to Judges, which is the next book, you see that the Israelites turned away from God. They turned away. You don't hear anymore about one leader who is raised up until you read about the judges. The judges is something else. But you have to look at it. But not even the judges walked in the same power or glory. Moses had. Joshua had. So what happened? What happened? 
See, I'm telling you this because even though I am prophesying and I'm telling you that you're going to have victory, you're going to make it through whatever trial or tribulation that you made it through. The problem with Israel was not, um, in fact, thank you, Holy Spirit, because I want to say this right. Their issue was not on their rise, but when they reached it. They didn't start forgetting the Lord until they became what? A prosperous nation. When they started going around, they started beating everybody. They started kicking butt. You can go in the book of Joshua uh, chapter 11 and read about all the victories Joshua had. You can read about the kings who Moses defeated, who Joshua defeated. You can read about the the land and how it was separated, who got what after they defeated the kingdoms and dr- driven out the people, who gets what. It was so lopsided, some of these victories, that the Bible didn't even mention some of them because it was a cakewalk for Joshua and the rest of them. They were like, we took down Jericho, we took down everybody else. Everyone else is slim pickings. Everyone else is easy. We're just going to go and we're going to take the land. Now listen to this, because I want you to understand this. The problem then became when they became a prosperous nation, they didn't need God like that anymore. Why would you need God to come down in a cloud and destroy your enemies when your enemies are too afraid to even come against you? The problem with the Israelites is that they took the Lord for granted. I say that because how many of us take our salvation for granted? How many of us take what the Lord has done for us for granted? We'll praise you, we'll worship you, but as soon as we make it out through the storm, as soon as we make it out and Lord, you make us prosperous, you start showing your signs, your wonders, your glory, you start giving me breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough that you don't have that same desire to pursue after him. The problem with Israel, the reason why they missed it, was yes, they remembered the traditions. Yes, they remembered what the Lord did. But there was a lack of inheritance. The Lord started to show me is that it had to be passed on. Why do you think Jesus said, Go and make disciples of the nations. He took his disciples. He told them, now you go and you go make disciples of the nation. You start teaching them what to do. Instead of just having a tradition and remembering things. You have to understand. The things that God wants to do in your life can only be done if you want to have a relationship with him. You can know his power. You can know his anointing. God has no power has no problem giving you his power. He has no problem giving you his anointing. That's not his problem. His problem is when you want your breakthrough, you want your miracle, you want those things more than him. That's his problem. Because he loves you so much 
that why would you even bother wanting the thing instead of the one who gave you the thing? Let me tell you something. The thing that baffled me about the Israel Israelites, and I'm not condemning them. I'm not saying anything negative about them. But what I'm saying is you had God come down in a cloud to fellowship with you, to talk with you, to... Now I understand when it says, and they limited the Holy One of Israel. They didn't just limit what he wanted to do. They limited who he was. They only needed him to be a conqueror. They only needed him to, 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 to give him the power that they needed in order to overcome their enemies. But the sad thing is... They did not give him. They did not give him what they needed. What they needed was him. He gave them everything that they could want. But their heart's desires were still not right. That was the thing that the Lord started to show me. He said the problem is that a lot of people in the church, they're copies of copies of copies. Rarely do you see a preacher that stands up on a pulpit that has a true intimate relationship with the Lord. They don't have that because they think they learned everything by going to seminary. They think they learned everything by you know, their previous pastor, their previous mentor or whatever. But if you don't learn from the Israelites, you cannot piggyback off of someone else's anointing. Moses did not just have power. Moses had a relationship with God so much so that when Moses died, that there was actually a fight over his body. Satan was saying that he deserved Moses' body because he died in sin. So he was actually about to take him to hell. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says, and the archangel Michael Fought for the body of Moses. And so, and then what did Michael say? Michael said, Lord himself rebuke you. To who? To Satan. So the thing that's amazing to me is this. Even before, even though Moses, when he died, he should have went to hell. God said, because I'm so close to him, that I'm going to override that rule legally, though. And I'm going to take him to heaven with me. Well, Simba, how do you know Moses made it to heaven? Because who was on the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus transformed in front of everybody? Moses and Elijah. 
So you telling me God pulled Moses out of hell just to have him stand there with Jesus? That doesn't even make sense. What I want you to understand is this. Is that never pursue the breakthrough, the power more than him. Because you know what? You can receive your breakthrough. You can receive your power. You can receive your good feeling, your peace. You can receive all of that and still have no idea who he is. You will, and there is no greater joy in this world than knowing who Jesus is. Because it's only through knowing him you know who you are. In fact, before I even wrap this up, I'm going to share this, is that the Lord placed it on my heart to do more stuff with Agios, with the church, with the ministry. And so I want you all to know is that um, moving forward, especially after this Saturday, I'm going to kick it off, um, is that um, there will be... um, on rare case, there will be another Bible study, and it will be on um, on a Wednesday night. And the thing about that Bible study, that Bible study is going to be a little different. It's going to be called Training Day Wednesday. Training Day Wednesday. The Lord told me is that this Bible study that I'm doing, he said, this is good. You're teaching the people. But now this Bible study is now you've got to train them. So training day Wednesday is going to be about me training you personally in the word of God. It's going to be about training you to pray in the supernatural. It's about how to get powerful and effective prayer, praying for people to get healed, praying for and, and what to do to walk in that, what to do um, to witness to, to a stranger on the street. How do you witness to someone on the street? The Lord said all these things are important because of moving forward. That's got to be even more in your ministry, how to train people, how to do, um, the things that I'm talking about. It's great that I can talk about it, but then you guys hear it and you feel good about it. And then you're like, now, how do I do this? (laughs) <laughs> okay like pastor Simba, you know reverend simba preached a great word today but what do i do how do i do this you know in fact some of you the lord is showing me you tried to pray for someone to be healed and recovered and you know you didn't see it happen you didn't you, you didn't see the miracle happen and you've been wondering why that happened. Well, the Lord is telling me to tell you it's because you were trying to impress him too much by your prayer. Instead of just asking what it was that you wanted, you felt like you had to say every book in the Bible. You had to say every quote. You had to do certain things. And the Lord never said to do that. In fact, you will literally know what it means when the Lord says, make your words few. You're about to learn what that means. When you come to training day Wednesday. And again, this is another thing. Write this down if you can for training day Wednesday. This Bible study, this type of Bible study is going to be different. Training day Wednesday is going to be um, more also Q&A as well. You have to have Q&As for training day Wednesday. Why? 
Because the Lord literally told me this. If you don't have questions, you will not learn. If you don't have questions, you will not learn. If you're just coming to sit and listen to me talk, you will not learn anything. Nothing will get imparted to you. You won't receive nothing. Because the Lord said the ones who inquire receive more. Y'all miss that. In fact, there are things, I'm I'm just going to be honest. I don't say this, you know, but I say this because imagine the stuff that I'm teaching you. Now imagine the stuff I haven't taught you yet or that I'm not allowed to teach you because certain things can only be pulled out of you. And it's only pulled out of you when people are hungry enough for it. Because the Lord is not going to feed you if you're full or if you're not hungry. You have to come hungry. You have to have questions. You have to have an inquiry mind. Because why? The more questions that you have, the, the, the hungrier that you're showing that you are, and the more filled you get, and the more stuff God can give you. I hope you understand that. So one of them is going to be Trinity Day Wednesday. Another thing that the Lord wants me to do, he wants me to do something specifically with prayer as well. He wants me to have a, a like a step, but it's kind of more like a service. It's going to be on Facebook Live. It will also be on Zoom. Where, um, I'm going to continue to work on that. And yes, I'm also working on a men's ministry, a women's ministry. Like the Lord has ha, has been showing me so much, and I'm and I'm definitely gonna work on those things more. But the Lord also told me on a Friday we used to have a, a service called B, PWP. The Lord said, "I want you to reactivate it, but I want you to do more like this." And, and the prayer uh, and prophecy um, is. It's going to be a little worship, but it's going to be focused on prayer, where if you need prayer, in fact, the Lord even said this to tell you this. If you have a, someone who is sick, someone who has pain, someone, whoever, the Lord literally said to me, like, Simba, you need, you need people to come who have ailments because I'm going to display my power through the Zoom, through, I'm going to show them that that my power is not limited. I don't need to lay hands on you in order for you to receive a healing. All I have to do is speak the word of God and there will be healing. So if you know someone who's sick or whatever, invite them to this service that, that is about to come because that prayer service, and I'm very excited about it. The Lord said, you're going to pray for people. There's going to be stuff that's going to happen. And that is why if you looked at the beginning of this chat, I said, um, uh, if you have prayer requests, because I want to pray, um, for you, I want to take your request straight to the Lord. The Lord started showing me things. He says, Simba and all the stuff that I'm showing you to pray, you know, you need to pray for more people. And I said, well, I don't know who I'm praying for. He said, ask them, you know, so, so the Lord really wants me to focus a lot with prayer, with training and teaching. You're going to get all that here with ABC of Faith International if you stay close and you want to be a part of it. So that's all I really have to say. I hope you all learned something. Did you all learn something? Did you all receive something today? Let me see. Who here is excited about Training Day Wednesday? Who's excited about Training Day Wednesday? Who's excited about Prayer Friday? Who's excited? 
Who is excited about the things that the Lord is doing at ABC of Faith? Who can't wait to be a part of these things? Who wants to see the glory of God just move in people? In fact, I'm I'm a prophesy right now because I could just feel the power of God just moving. There are, there are people that you're gonna, God's going to give you boldness to 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 invite to certain things, to the certain things that are happening. He's going to give you boldness because the Lord says, "I want to give them a miracle." You know somebody who needs a miracle. You know somebody who needs a healing. You know somebody who is sick. They don't, they, they all, how, how, how many of y'all have friends or family members who they sick or whatever is like, you know what, just pray for me, you know, or whatever, but they don't believe in the laying on of hands. They just believe God is just going to heal them. It's just going to do something. They have pain. So you know what, I'll get through it. I'll make it through, you know, God get, first off, God didn't give you no sickness. Those people who like to say, well, you know, God gave me this sickness. He's trying to teach me something. No, he's not. Sickness is not of God. Sickness is of the enemy. The enemy is trying to see, do you know who you are or not? Do you believe in the word of God or not? That's why Jesus is not, God is not a tester. He's a rewarder for the test. You see, that's why you have to stand on the word of God. Only the word of God is truth. And like I said, I'm not afraid of anything. I don't care what they got. I don't care if if they were born blind. I don't care. Bring them to the service. Bring them. Because we believe in the healing God. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in what Jesus said that he will do. He said these signs will follow them that believe. We are going to pray. We are going to see. I'm going to prophesy this. Some of your family members are about to get shaken because there's about to be a drastic healing that is going to convince everyone in your family. See, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. God doesn't have to save every last member of your family. He just has to do one thing that will convince everybody that, that God is who he is. Come on now, that's only a small portion of his power. Did Do you know that God saved two cities by healing one person? The Bible says Peter healed one lame person and God saved two cities. Two cities gave themselves to the Lord because a one person got healed. Do not underestimate or do not undermine the power of God. Do not undermine or underestimate a healing miracle. God can use anything for his glory. Some of you have received financial miracles. Some of you have received financial increase. Some of you have received a lot from the Lord. Well, now the Lord is saying, I want to show you, you know me from one dimension. I want you to know me in the other ones. It says, and the Holy Spirit searches the depths of God, which means there's depths to him. There's depths to his nature. There's depths to his heart. Come on now, who here wants to see people get healed? Who here wants to see people get delivered? Who knows that there's nothing impossible with God? I ain't saying there's nothing with me. I'm telling y'all the truth. It's not me. In fact, I, I had a vision of myself. I, I saw myself in the spirit when I, when I took off all the anointings and mantles. And I was like, man, I looked so plain and so ordinary. But that's when the Lord said, 
Now I can use this. Sometimes when you have an anointing and stuff like that, you rely on that. I'm not relying on my anointing. I'm relying on God. That's what these services is about. That's what Trainee Day Wednesday is about. It's about learning how to rely on God, how to use the things that the Lord has given you for his kingdom, for his glory, for his purpose. Amen. Like, I'm excited. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited. Is it Wednesday yet? (laughs) Is it Wednesday yet? Now, I'm going to take a second real quick. Who here, and I'm going to ask this in the chat, um, who here has um, any um, pain or any um, prayer requests? Please put them down in the chat. Because I'm about to pray. I can feel the presence of God. I do not want to miss this. God wants to do something. But I need to know where to release it. You know. Yeah. I can throw it out like a shotgun. And hope someone gets hit. But I love when God pinpoints. Because because then that's when someone like really has a testimony. So if anyone has any pain, I'm going to take a second. Does anyone have any pain anywhere? Does anyone have a prayer request? Please place it in the chat. And and when I pray, I will touch on that thing. I will release. Come on now. I know somebody got a prayer request somewhere. Put it down. Come on now. You do not want to miss when the presence of God is like this. God is waiting to hit somebody with something. Come on now. Don't be afraid. Come on now. Glory to God. Leg pain. Who has leg pain? Who has leg pain? OJ. Okay. I see that. Your mom. What is it with the mom? Stomach issues, is that is that for the mom? Is that for the mom? Yes, okay. Thank you, thank you. Glory to God. We are about to see some healing power today. We're about to see some miracles happen today. Wonderful Jesus, I thank you. Come on now, I'm gonna give it a few more seconds, okay? If y'all don't mind, can someone be a little specific? Okay, I see some of them. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm about to pray this here. Yes, I see this. Glory to God. I feel the presence of the Lord right now. I can feel it. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, uh, I'm like, I'm looking at some of these prayer requests and I can't help but smile. I can't help but smile because those are the moments where I'm just like, oh, I know the Lord's about to do something. I knew he had a reason for me doing certain things. Oh, I'm excited. Be excited. I'm trying to tell you, believe Believe in the Lord Jesus, not in me, not in my prayer, but in the Lord Jesus. There is about to be healing. 
There's about to be deliverance. There's about to be, oh Lord, I can feel your presence. Oh, your presence is so wonderful. Come on now. Who else? I know, I I feel like there's someone, they're hesitant about sharing it. Share it. Share it. You do not want to miss this. God is not kidding right now. The fact that he's having me stop a Bible study so that I can pray for you is a big deal. I'm telling you, back pain, glory to God. I knew there was someone with something. All right. Glory to God. And I want, if you feel something happening, put it in the chat as well. If you feel like it doesn't matter, if you feel warmth in your body, if you feel power, legging, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, wonderful master. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. Oh, I'm excited. We are about to pray. I want, if you are listening, okay? I want, if you are listening, glory to God. I want, if you are listening, I want you to have your hand extended towards me right now. If you can see me, have your hand extended towards me right now. I want, if you guys have pain, when I start praying, I want you guys to lay hands on that area of where there is pain, okay? And I want those who are interceding for someone. So there are people who are interceding. You're there. I want you to place your hand over that area where there is pain for that person. And what God's going to do through you is going to touch that person. My God, I can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. I can feel the Lord right now. He's literally showing me. You guys are about to experience this firsthand. And this is about to be a testimony. You guys, and that's another thing. We want you to share your testimony with us. We want you to share the testimony. Glory to God. I cannot stop what is happening right now. There's just so much. I even hear music in my ears. Because the Lord is just getting me in, in, in that type of type of mindset. So right now, glory to God. Lord, Heavenly Father, right now I come before you and I give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And right now, Lord, I step into my office as king. And right now, Lord, I lift up everyone who is here, everyone who is listening. I lift them up to you right now, Lord. And Lord, I just give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And Lord, right now, I am praying uh, first for my sister, Jamie. This is what I see with her right now. And Lord, there is back pain, back issues. I remember, Lord, you spoke to me a long time ago about her back issue. But Lord, right now, we just come against that arthritis. We come against that pain right now. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, all pain, leave that back right now. In the name of Jesus, I command right now, every bit of pain, every burden that is on her shoulders and on her back. It is released now in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. I loose right now the healing power of God. I loose the kingdom of God right now all throughout that back right now. And I thank you, wonderful Jesus, for a brand new back. Thank you, Lord. I feel that right now. A brand new back 
is being given to Jamie right now. And I thank you, wonderful Jesus, for, for, for that healing, for that miracle that is happening right now. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. I pray right now. I see uh, Deacon has nicely talk about she has leg pain right now in the name of Jesus. I come against all pain in the legs right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, all pain leaves right now. All pain leaves right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the healing of the knee right now. I loose right now the kingdom of God. I loose right now the healing power of the Lord Jesus. Right now, all pain leaves that area right now. Thank you, wonderful master. I pray right now for my sister, uh, Cinda here. I pray right now there's pain in her hips. And in her thighs, right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I command right now, in the name of Jesus, all pain, all arthritis, all things of the kingdom of darkness, it goes right now in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. All pain leaves right now. It goes from you now. In Jesus' name, it goes from you right now. Glory to God. Right now, I loose the healing power of the Lord Jesus. I loose the healing power of the Lord God. Right now, right now, feel, move those areas. Move those areas where there is pain. The pain is gone. Wonderful Jesus. And if the pain is gone, I want you to, to, to type hallelujah in the chat. Or I want you to unmute yourself and shout hallelujah. Move your back, move your legs, move your hips. The pain is leaving now in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, wonderful master. The pain is gone. Thank you, Lord. I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I loose the healing power of the Lord Jesus on my brother right now. I come against right now. Thank you, Lord. I know the spirit of MS is active in some of our family, but I come against it all right now in the name of Jesus. I bind and rebuke that pain right now. I bind and rebuke the weakness in the body right now. I command right now that the body becomes aligned with the kingdom of God. God, new strength is being loosed to you right now. In the name of Jesus, the one true living God, all pain, all sickness, it goes right now. In the name of Jesus, and by the finished work of the cross, new strength is being loosed to you. New bodies are being released. Thank you. I lose the resurrection glory. I pray right now for my sister Shekana, for her mother right now, and for the pain that is in her body that she doesn't know about, but that she's been coping with. The slight discomfort. Healing be loose right now. I come against the pain in the stomach right now, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, that right now, as Shekana touches her stomach right now, that that will touch her mother's stomach right now in the name of Jesus, that the power of the Holy Spirit is being loose right now. The heat, Shekana, that you're feeling in your stomach, that healing is being loose to your mother right now. The Lord is telling me she's going to go to the doctor because she's going to be recovering. There will be no signs of what is of what was before in her stomach. There will be no signs in her stomach. It will be like she has a brand new stomach. She has brand new inner organs that are being loosed and being released right now in the name of Jesus. I count it done right now. 
Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, Lord, on earth, in these earthen vessels, as it is in heaven. Glory to God. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. I'm hearing some, I'm, I, I, I'm feeling, I'm hearing some of you, some of you, you're feeling your body. Go ahead, start moving. The, the pain is gone. If the pain is gone, say in the chat that the pain is gone. Say that the pain is gone. If, if the pain is gone in the areas of what I'm praying for, pray that, let, let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Come on now. I'm praying, Lord. Right now, I'm praying, Lord. For complete deliverance. Jesus, continue to manifest who you are. Wonderful Jesus. Some of you felt the touch of the Lord. Come on now. I, I, I need to know what's happening. I need to know what's happening. Come on now. Somebody let me know what's happening. If you're overwhelmed, that's okay. I'm going to ask, thank you, Holy Spirit. Shekana, what did you feel? Because I know when I was praying for your mother, something went through your body. What were you feeling? You know, I'm a crybaby. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's going to be okay. Did you feel the heat in your stomach? Did you did you feel anything in your stomach or in your body? Yeah, I got hot. You got hot? Yeah. That's the healing power of God. <laughs> That's the healing power of God. That is going to your mother right now. She's going to feel her stomach. She's going to talk about there's no pain. I feel like when she touches her stomach, there's a lot of pain. There will be no pain. She's going to go back to the doctor to wonder what's happening. It's going to be gone. Everything that was once there is going to be gone. Amen. Even right now. Come on now. Who else? Who else received a miracle? Come on now. The Lord wants to know. I need, I, I want to know. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Mother, I saw that you talked about you had pain in in in, in your leg. Is that pain gone? Yes, it is. I can barely hear you. I don't know what happened to my phone. It's okay. But yeah, the pain has gone. Glory to I, God. I, I'm feeling my legs feeling much better. I can I can run around and and, and shout right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful Jesus, come on now, come on now. Who else? Who else has received the miracle? Who felt something? Jamie, did you feel anything in your back? I literally felt you got a brand new back right now. I really do. I really do. I can barely hear you, Simba. I'm sorry. Can everyone hear me now? Can everyone hear me now? Yeah, I don't know what happened to your sound. I know. It's okay. It's the enemy. That's all it is. It's the enemy. But Jamie... Like, did you feel anything in your back? Come on now. I was moving around when you were telling me to move around. And is there pain? No. Glory to God.
Brand new backs, brand new legs. Come on, somebody. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Somebody say, wonderful Jesus. Thank you. There were joints and pains, all that's gone right now. So, Lord, thank you for the healings. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. We love you. We adore you. We thank you and praise you. It's in Jesus' name I do pray while the presence of the comfort of the Holy Spirit. For thine is the kingdom, power, and glory forever and ever. And my prayer partners in agreement said with me because they believe it. Said amen, amen, and amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Take care and be blessed.